Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. I want to thank everybody that been sharing, that's subscribing, that been showing mad support. I appreciate y'all to all my family and friends. But before we get started, I want to send, you know, my love, my heart for me and my family to the Newstead family. You know, we got Jessica uh, Newstead in our prayers that she gets a quick recovery and gets back to her family. Um, and, uh, you know, I just want to, you know, send my love out to them. But we're here at Mr. K's and River Rouge at Mr. K's Saloon. We got the homegirl, Kim Burrow, here. What? You better know it, Riverside, baby. How y'all doing tonight? Yeah. So, um, you know, I know it's the Halloween season. Everybody going to the cider mills. Everybody going to the haunted houses. Man, we went to one out there in, uh, uh, what was it called? Armada, Michigan, Blake's. Man, that okay. boy is so sweet. Oh. No, I had me a couple, you know, little ciders and little donuts and things. Cider. Haunted houses is dope. I love them every time, you know. That's what I want to do. I want to find a dope ass hayride. They said they got one, but it's only one zombie. I need about five of them. I want to shoot all of them. We definitely do that for sure. So we got the homegirl Kim Burrow, man. I'm gonna let her, you know, introduce herself to you guys and tell her a little bit about yourself. Hi, what's up? My name is Kim Burrow. I'm from Jackson, but I reside in River Rouge, best place to be. Jacktown, baby. Believe it, Jackson, Michigan, to the heart of me. But I came here. He's in Mr. Cage right now. Want to know about myself? I'm 38. I like to chill. I'm one of the best people you know. If you don't know, that's just, that sucks to be you. It's just that simple. <laughs> right? you know so, I mean? how was the transition from moving from over there to Jackson to to you know coming to down river, River Rouge, Ecore, Southwest? You know, it's a well, whole different vibe. Well, my transition know? wasn't. It was different because my sister came here first. Okay. So my sister moved here, bought a house in River Rouge. And then she was going to college here. So when she left, she gave it to our older sister. So we slowly migrate up here from when we were like 16, 17, off and on, back okay. and forth from Jackson. Right here in Rouge. Right here in Rouge. Riverside. Man, okay. Right here on Richter Street. I'm a block away from all of them. You know what I mean? RSP, so baby. Old school Richter Street. No, our whole family came up here one by one. I was still kind of like the last one in Jackson. I came for a little bit, left, went back. Then my baby daddy in Inkster, lived in Inkster for a while, boy, rough as shit. <laughs> Went back to Jackson, and then I said, fuck it, I'm coming back to Rouge to stay. Been here for nine years. Nine years. So what's what's life been like for you here in Rouge? Like, uh, you know, what opportunities were here for you? You know, what is it that I you see this. here that they didn't have in Jackson? I tell you right now, Jack, one thing about Rouge, Rouge is a working community. Even motherfucking dope fiends work. Everybody works here. Mm-hmm. In Jackson, people ain't got nothing to do but get high, get drunk. There's no opportunity for nobody, not the kid or nothing. I love the way River Rouge show their sport for their kids and everything they do. I've never seen nothing like it, ever. No Nowhere doubt, I've been, man. I've never seen nothing like it. It's a solid community. You know, you got good camp. people here from Rouge. Everybody, you know, they're hard workers. You know what I'm saying? Right. Would you say that Rouge is a blue-collar community? Yes. Blue-collar, okay. Yes, I will. Yup. And Jackson and- got it. Jackson has the money to have it. It's a town of Republican. They have it. 
but they don't want to give yeah. it up. It's shit, like, they all work they in prison. Yeah, Every time okay. I think of Jackson, I think of prison. I said, it. shit, they got they about got ten no prisons in Jackson. <laughs> I've been to they about three of them. It's the county jail. They look like the prison. They make you feel like you ain't never getting out. I've been but there they too. Have the money to spend it, so that's what they're gonna make you. That's all a kid got hope for. Either the prison or you get the hell out of Jackson. It's one of the two. Yeah, but I tell you what, they get grimy in Jackson. I didn't know when I was in. I was in the joint in Jackson. I knew some dudes from Jackson, and they was telling me like they get it in the mud too. They do. Shout out to my man. BMX out there in Jacktown, baby. Jackson just really got grimy in the last 10 years, 11 years. Mm -hmm. Before that, you get a murder in Jackson, you know who did it the next day. Town's small. There wasn't mm -hmm. no three, four weeks. Now it's just out of control, but it's a young generation. You know, ain't nobody got respect for nobody, so. You out here now, so you get to stretch out now, huh? You got a little yeah, space. I like the body out here. Like I said, I come from Jackson. Jackson's, like I said, where I grew up from. I was born in 83. Where I grew up, it was racist. Man, you young as hell, 83. Right. Okay, you know then. What I'm Where I grew up, it was racist. Like, you come outside, me and you kick it. You could be white. You my boy, we talking. This neighbor come outside. Oh, you over there talking to these niggers? Oh, you're a nigger For lover? For real? Well, I liked my roots. At least when I first came up here, it took me two and a half years to figure out what the white and black side was. I'm like, what is the difference? <laughs> I had a nigga take me one day, like, take me to the black side. I feel so confused. And then when I did it, I'm like, this is it? This like they say it's the white side, but really it's, it's not. the melting it's pot. Not. Everybody's over here. You know what it I'm is. saying? But seeing Jackson, at least They just know. said it's the diverse side, really, no, if anything. It is. But at least even back in the day, if that was, you knew where you stand. And Jackson, you didn't know where you stand. Like I said, you come outside, your neighbor could hate you, this neighbor could love you. It wasn't no, like I said, at least you come over here, you know. There was you no gray over. area. Yeah, it was never. either we love you or we hate you. We was over here, you know, you move over here, hey, you got to deal with this honking because you moved over here with them. So you got to yeah. deal with them. You get what I'm saying? So that yeah. was the big difference of Did you ever know anybody here. out there that lived in, uh, I mean, that worked in like a prison yeah, or anything? My aunt, my aunt worked in the prison system for at least 27 years. Okay, wow. At least 27 years. Wow, okay, guy. so she, she should be ready to guy. retire she the, soon. Man, she's been through all that, all girl prisons, male prisons, she's done it all. And wow. it's a stressful place. See how it tore her Shit, down. you think if you would have stuck around Jackson, you would have been a CO2? Oh, no, I would have been in there. <laughs> <laughs> Here, salute to that, that you ain't. I would have been doing time, yeah. what do you mean? <laughs> My guy right there, what up, JJ? Cuz, what's up, cousin JJ? Okay, then. So, um, so what is it that you do? Like, how was your connection here to Mr. K's? Oh, okay, Mr. K's. Let me see. I started coming here. My brother-in-law is uh, one of the coaches for the River Roots football team. Okay. So, you know, and shout out to them boys because they were okay. the 2019 champions. Okay. Or was it 20? 19 or 20? They were 19. 19, yeah. Okay, okay. 2009. Because right I was at the COVID, game. Right yeah. COVID. It just seemed with that COVID, it's like it's you lost a whole year. Yeah, it took me all the way off. Well, like I said, we, we used to always come here on Friday nights. So before I really know anybody, like Friday nights, this was the place to come, win or lose, after a game. Mm -hmm. Then after that, I moved down the street. Like I said, my mom stayed down the street. One day I'm at the house, like, I got to figure something out. I'm about to meet some people. Like, I like to mingle. I like to talk to people. That's how me and your brother met. Like, me and your brother met awesome. It's me coming in here, fuck with people, because that's just how I am. I fuck with people. I give somebody a chance. You know, you get me. You disrespect me. You get the fucked up part of me. Came to Mr. Case one day. This of green teas in this morning. I left here stumbling. <laughs> After that, I came here for a month straight. Couldn't keep me away. To the point, when I started working here, I didn't get a check for a month and a half. The old Amanda a tab, because I was in this bitch every day. Getting for drunk. real? Now, okay. Amanda had to pay for hey, the first month. them My green God, teas are awesome. You hear me? Yeah, it's like easy to drink 10 shots. Ron, that Ron, what's up with your boy? 
but after a while, I stopped breaking those. I had I had a couple here, and I was like, oh, I could kill ten of these real easy and be through after that. You know what I mean? Imagine making two fists. You know why you like it? My white boys could drink it here, and I'd be here getting in with the best of them. So after that, that it's turning to it turned to my people, my family. Like I come in here, like that's my boss, Amanda. Motherfucker, can't even breathe on her wrong. Shout out to Amanda May, you hear me? She take care of business. <laughs> and yeah. I'll tear shit up about her. No, man. Everybody I already know. That. You wait for the opportunity I, I, to tear some I shit can't up. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Just like about your wife, I, I wish they would. Hey, I already know. know. I done if seen it live, know. you hear me? Man, okay. But besides that, I'm a great person. I like to have fun. I like to, I like to get it in. I love people. If I love this, I love fucking people. Simple as that. Ain't no right. doubt. And you got to have some good social right. skills, especially to work in an environment like this, because Rouge is just like real everyday people. What, what my podcast represents is River Rouge. It's diverse. You got people who come from black, white, Latino. Everybody comes here. Everybody socializes. We speak a, 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 a common language. You know what I'm saying? It's just a vibe. But certain places you go won't understand Certain places, like, like I said, in Jackson, that wasn't understandable. So what was it like going to school out there in Jackson? Like, okay, well, school-wise is this. Your, your friend at school, your friend at school. I have a friend that I'm friends with to this day. Like, I'm 38 years old. His name is Franklin. Okay. His parents were the most racist people I ever met in my life. He stayed right behind us. I guess they hated us because, like I said, it was me. I went my mom, my grandma, my grandma's house. My grandma had money, so we had a big house, a little lot connected to it. Our lot connected to it, connected to their house and stuff. Franklin came out and played with us every day. We did kickball, everything. As soon as she sees us playing, they would take Frankie, ground him. Frankie would look at us like, I ain't going to see y'all for about a month. I'm like, what's going on? Like, my parents hate y'all, da, 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 da. But now to this day, Frankie has amazing kids. And he had kids by a Mexican. And they are not allowed to be in their life because of what they did to him when he was a child far as being friends with us. So he doesn't allow his parents to be in his kids' lives? Because they see how racist they were when they were younger, just hanging out with us. Hanging out with us, catch us playing kickball together, that's a month of ground. You don't see his nigga for a month. And you know what? That's that's beautiful. That's that's growth. That's independency. Because I met a lot of people who were raised in racist households, and they became racist as well. But when a lot of them went to prison and then they were forced to live in an environment with diversity. But see, it's not even about force. Like, I'll tell you a story right now. My sister. I have a sister. I love her to death right now. I wish the motherfucker would. When I first met my sister, I was in elementary school. I never knew she was my sister. There's a little mixed girl running around calling everybody niggers. Couldn't understand. I was like, hey, girl, you do know you're black. We got in multiple fights. I found out she was my sister when I was 16 years old. I walked in my daddy's house. My daddy has nine kids. Her parents were so... Her grandparents were against black people. Her mama had the two kids but my daddy and left them because they were black. And left and moved overseas and started a whole new family. So she left them with her parents to try to raise them and think they were white. So like I said, I followed my sister all the way growing up. Never knew she was my sister. I was 16. Wow, And I found crazy. out 16. I walked in my dad's house. He's like, I want you to meet your sister, Tamika. I looked at him like her crazy. Like, man, fuck you and this bitch. Literally had to walk out. Then I had a, my dad had to come and tell me like the whole backdraft of it. But to this day, I smile. Kill a motherfucker about her. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But it's just so fucked up how a motherfucker could take your mind and think so. Like I said, you couldn't tell her nothing. My brother, on the other hand, he lived in the same household. He kind of knew. He didn't look like them So was he a younger brother, older he was, brother? He's younger. Everybody's younger than me. So he's you're the oldest? No, I got two older than me. Okay. Hold on, wait a minute. My daddy got nine. Out of the nine, I'm the third oldest. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, now, uh, we got with multiple women? Yes, my daddy. 
Okay. So when you raised Papa was a Rolling Stone wherever he laid his hat was his own baby shit. Don't believe it, Rolling Stone. So were you raised with your father or did my mother? Okay. All right. So, what was your relationship like growing up with your father? You know, not being in the house. Like I'm a real person. Like I said in the day, I don't fault nobody for nothing. When I see you, I see you. If you fuck with me, you fuck with me. Mm -hmm. And like I said, he has a lot of kids. I had a stepdad who got my mom. He had kids or whatever. Do you know all of them? My my all my kids. Yes, every last one. All brothers and sisters. Every last one of them. Wow. You know what I mean. And we had one that I just met a couple years ago. He kind of came over when he first met us with a attitude, but we had to let him know just because we live in the same town because, man, don't think we had a relationship with him. Don't think you missed out on something because you didn't. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. If I call my daddy right now, he'll come and shoot this bitch straight the fuck up. That's the <laughs> one thing I can tell you about this man. I love him to death. He'll, you know what I mean? But he's just my father. Well, we know where you get it from. Well, okay. Okay, then. But my stepdad, he raised me, and my stepdad and my father are cool. I can walk in my stepdad's house right now. I'll see my dad there. I'll be like, hey, what up, Mike? Talk to my stepdad, and I'll walk out. So so you were raised me. with a stepdad, yeah, so you did have a male figure. Oh, yeah, I did. And, and oh, I, had, I had a lot of brothers and sisters. Like, even I had, I got, like, a couple of brothers. I call my brothers this day, but I've known them since I was, like, 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. Definitely couldn't call ass was from. Definitely they showing up acting stupid. So that's where I get my soul just, like, like, what? I'm gonna tear the bitch up. Cause you are a call. trooper for real, though. You hear me? Like when I see you, you walk like a giant. You walk fearless. You know what I'm it's saying? Like you in your own world. You know what I'm saying? You got I, your own vibe. Everybody bleeds. Nigga. The same blood I've nigga shed. It's the only thing about it is, it's like I don't wanna. A lot of people think I'm me. I had a conversation with a guy here the other day, like, you're so mean. I, no, it was the first time I met you, you were disrespectful. And about me, you get one time with me. Everybody be like, oh, they push my button. Don't even put your finger near my button. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's my problem. Besides that, as long as you're showing respect, we have no problem. But do you think that that no. builds bridges? Or no, do you think that creates barriers for you? Or no. how hard is no. it to make because friends? Because a person's only going to treat you how you allow them to treat you. Yeah, simple as that. I, I, so I if been here, if I'm in here arguing with somebody else, or somebody says some crazy shit to me, and I override like ah oh, whatever, and then next week this bitch I get over to her, she felt like oh well, she did it. Never, I'm gonna show you why you should never address me like that, and you know what I mean. But not in no cocky way, bitch. You might be my ass, whatever. But I'm gonna fight. You know what I'm saying? Not no. I just have you ever been bitch. in a situation where a violent altercation led to something? worse or more yes. violent and what yes. part do you play in like do you think that there's something you could do better to avoid it or you just take every situation head on with straight violence I do. and I do. and be confrontational my, my, I'm always confrontational I'm confrontational I can't even lie and say I'm not don't get me wrong I'm working on trying not to, I'm trying to let certain things slide but like I said respect is everything and I don't care how anybody try to look at it respect is everything mm-hmm. if you allow a person to disrespect you a person will keep trying to disrespect mm-hmm. you and that allows another person to try to keep them coming so it's just like a level even if it's a little shady sly shit I got to here with a guy one day he try to say some little slick but no don't even get comfortable with that because if you get comfortable with that you'll try something else I can't allow that. Like, then I'm, then I'm the bad guy. Whatever. I'll be the fucking bad guy. <laughs> but, in, in, like, in today's like, society, though, like, an to, argument can escalate to a fist fight, and a fist fight can escalate to somebody getting shot, somebody yes, getting killed. I, I, I mean, listen, do you do you think, think that far? Or I'm do you like just be like, you know what, I'm dealing with this situation the situation right here? I am now, it's always going to be that. Because I've been in a point where in my life, before I had my child, you wouldn't catch me without a gun. I kept a gun on me. Mm-hmm. Me and my friend had to shoot off. We'd have done crazy shit. That's how I first ever actually got stuck to Rouge. I literally had a fucking got in a fight at a bar. 
So the girls tried to come and drop me and my sister at a party. Me and my sister went and shot their house up afterward. My little sister came and got me, snatched me up, put me in the car. I'm like, where are we going? She's like, for a ride. She already went to my house, packed my clothes, brought me straight to Rouge. She's the reason why I kind of have a baby because I met my baby daddy that weekend. And I was pregnant like three months later. So I don't know if it was God or whatever, but I used to be on some straight fuck. Like, I, when I was young, before my kid, it was, it was nothing you could say to me that sounded right. If it was disrespect, mm-hmm. it was, you know what I mean? But in Jackson, you didn't have to be like that, but you had to be like that. But me and my girl, what we did, like I said, we had like a little weed spot and shit. So people try to hold us because we were female, but they thought they were, and they found out the wrong way they couldn't. So, you know, And you know what? I've heard cases of that in the past yeah. of, you know, you know, women out there hustling, grinding, doing what they can. Nobody and, wants to see that. And men think that because you're a woman, yeah, they can take me. your product yeah, or they can intimidate you or, <laughs> you know, they can that. push you around. Not me and my, my best friend. Especially when you come from where you, I'm you know. I'm telling you now, you heard me and my best friend know that me and my best friend were coming to tear some shit up. It was nothing else like that. Motherfucker here, Kim and Connie, Kim and Connie did some crazy shit. You could definitely, yeah, Kim and Connie did that. Yep, they did that. Like, <laughs> hell, me and my bitch got caught in some bushes. Like, to this day, there's some people, I ain't gonna say their name, there's some people that should be thinking my friend all because we thought we were on some slick shit one day in the bushes because they tried to, oh, who, who y'all? And we about to go and do the whole house. We hiding in the bushes away from the car to go by. My girl walked by the bushes clean like, Hey, Kim and Connie, what y'all doing? We had to push like, what the fuck this bitch know what's up? We get out like, fuck it, let's just go home. That was God. Like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. this was a group of people. But what we were on back then, like I said, before I had a kid, my understanding was zero. I didn't care about anything. Like, I was young, crazy. Mm-hmm. Not crazy, but I grew up in a place, an environment where it allowed me to know how to have my own back. Let me say this, though. In my experience, and I ain't saying this for everybody, but I know a lot of tough-ass women that be sensitive as hell. Though. I am. You know what I'm saying? I, wish that, that, that's I mean, you'll sit here and molly whop a dude, but it's, he can hurt your feelings, and you be like, be ready to fight stuff. you just going to talk to me like that? Like, no, 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 I'm sensitive, but that makes me a more mad. And my first wife <laughs> comes and he's like, you're sensitive as shit. And I am. Like, don't play on my feelings. My feelings and everything. I am an emotional thug. Call it what you want, but <laughs> don't get it twisted. Don't try to hold me about me crying because I'm ready to fight. <laughs> like, what? Like, Who taught you how to let's fight? Go myself. My brother and my sister, like I said, we, we fought, like, I have a girl, like I said, my girl Connie. A night at her house would be, we all popping pills, we being house chilling, listening to music, and a whole brawl would break out. And I'm not talking about this, ain't really here, I find family. I don't watch my girl pick up speaker boxes, bust her homeboy in the head, speaker boxes, Ben, we... We and this bitch clowning, slamming each other. Dumb shit. Dumb shit. This for what? These are our people. Nobody's getting mad. Everybody's having a good time. Next day, we fucked up. We hurt. Like, ah, whatever. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, the bitch on the street, you have not a chance. Bitch, we beat ourselves up for fun. So, what you do? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, do you oh, not know? Like, so, it's just like I, had a, I grew up rough, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I wouldn't change it for the world. I wouldn't change nothing in my life for the world because it makes me who I am. So, I what, what has transitioning into mom mode done for you you know what i'm saying like as far as you know with your temperament and with everything has it humbled you is would you would you pass on this to your you got a son you got a daughter you have a son 15 and would you oh he's 15 so he's he's a a young adolescent completely different than me and it's crazy like i said my baby daddy's doing 30 years in prison Damn, for saying? real? So wow, years. Yeah. So, like, Man, I'm sorry to hear about that. How long like, has he been in prison? Um, My son's 15. He went when he was four. 
today so for his fourth birthday. So 11 years, 11 huh? Years, yeah. Damn. So and like what a, kind of relationship does he have with his father? Does he? Them, yeah, they, they talk and shit, but my dad's a real stand my, my son's a standoff person. He's practically really nice. And so, like, he joined ROTC. I didn't know. I knew oh, last wow. year he had it, but you know, COVID wasn't so When he walked in with the outfit, I was so proud. Like, but I'll never force nothing on him because my son's really a gamer and he loves guns. Like, I'm not gonna lie, my son's probably gonna design the next gun. That's his thing, and I spend a lot of money on that talent. I know what to bring. You know what I mean? Yeah, but for sure. I don't force nothing upon him because nothing was forced upon me, and I'm very talented. Do you do you keep him sheltered? I do a little bit. Do you? I won't let him walk certain places. Yeah, because I just I know a lot of mothers who had to raise their kids without a father or father figure, and they they sheltered them, they protected them, they created the nest, and that's what I see a lot about this generation. Once they get to the age of fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, like they want to start getting out. What's that? And he does that. My son is completely opposite. My son is not an outside person. He will go outside. He'll kick up people. My mom had the best yard in the My mom and her best friend, like I said, we got a family. Our yard is meant for kids. We got a swimming pool. Anything you can dream of, you can bring your kid to the fucking 30. And we have a bar outside for the adults. We have mm-hmm. a whole... My son will come over there, his whole family back there. He'll come in 10, 20 minutes. All right, I'm about to go back in the house. He's like, he's this to a self type person. But now, if you get him online, he'll kick and talk to you all damn day long. He'll talk to him on headsets all day long, cameras like this. Oh, he'll be all into it. But certain things, the first thing I took him to call his attention, I took him to the gun range. Okay. My son prepared. Uh, we, we stay shooting. Okay, that's my good. Baby. We stay shooting. <laughs> and so, you're you know teaching I mean? him at a young age. He knows everything and the about, right way. He knows everything about the guns. The first time we walked in there, he's asking the guy, like, is that the sniper, such and such? Is that the handle? The guy looking at me like, how often you take never? That's just what they know because shit is so Do you realistic. think that's why he got into uh, ROTC? I think so. For the guns. So let me ask you this. How do you feel about your son if he decided to he, be on the police force or go to the military? How would you feel about that? I'm with it. I'm with whatever you he support wants to do. that? Whatever he wants to do, I'm with them. I'm not going to deteriorate him. Like, I have nothing against the police or anything like that. Like I said, the day I have, the only thing I have a thing of problem with is disrespect. Like I said, believe it or not, everything that's going on in the world, and I, it's kind of crazy for me to say this. Like I said, I'm from Jackson. Jackson's a racist-ass town. But one thing I can say, motherfuckers can Google it. There ain't been no racist profile shooters down there. There ain't been nobody, police jumping out, nobody doing no, don't get me wrong, the police down there just the police. Don't get me wrong, they strip the shit. You definitely, you, you try to do some crazy shit, you better use your blink when you turn the corner because they, they them type of police, but mm. there's never been no, they treat everybody the same. They don't get shit what color he is. You know what I mean? They're Jackson okay. about money. They just on your All they know is green. Well, Jackson only knows green. That's one thing I love yeah. about them. Far as that, they know green. They know if I can pull you over and get you in jail, I know it's gonna get some money off you. That's just that. I'm not gonna racially profile. I'm not gonna do nothing. So else. as long as you on. following the rules, you're good you're out there, Jackson. Jacktown. But you're not even really. Not, I can't really say that because they do harass, but it's not on a. Well, I'm well maybe if they black. know you, maybe if they know you. No, I'm not gonna harass you. Black. They asking her. I hang out with white. <laughs> It's not to white folks. Me and my white folks have been harassed plenty of times. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> they're pulling up just like they're pull up anywhere else. And did you like did you feel it. more comfortable once you moved to Rude? Yes. To see the diversity, yes. to meet people. I would Was not talk to that one to... officer in Rude. I mean, Jackson, Michigan. I talked to every single officer. I, I got security out here. Because Mr. K's is dope. Like everybody, no. come, even well, the police officers of River Rude, they come here. I got five jobs here. I'm working with Mr. K's. I do security anytime Rude days or anything come through. I want you to be my security. I security. When I get famous, you know I'm going to hire you to do my security. I ain't bullshitting. I got you. Because I know I can count on you. You know I'm all, I stay on the shit. 
Damn, I mean, damn, damn baby, I see you finally now with your little cute ass. I know what your name is. I'm glad you joined us. <laughs> so you know we got the Halloween thing going. You know what I'm saying? And Mr. K's, we always. What? No, I ain't even plug it in. I just wanted it in the thing. Shout out to Amanda May. She make the good uh, rum and coke for us. You better know it. This is live, baby. Live. Real everyday people. Real Man, okay, police. Lit Music Entertainment. They've been doing their thing. Tore this bitch down with the freestyle live in the mix. You know what I'm saying? Yo, DJ, yo, DJ do parties. We don't need a party. Absolutely. I, I told him we need to have a freestyle night here at uh here at here here at Mr. K's. And I bet you we pack this bitch for sure. I know a couple people think they can sign. <laughs> I might try something on So it what too. would you do comparing the police from Jackson to the police officers here in River Rouge? Okay. Well, when I first moved here, I met an officer. And the first officer I met, it was crazy. I'm not here to work on the force anymore. I was at my mom's house. I'm sitting there smoking blunt. Still in. He walks in in full uniform. I grabbed the blunt like, oh, shit. <laughs> my sister like, man, fuck him. I looked at her like, what you talking about? This time, this new to me. What do you mean? That's a full police officer. He walked right in the kitchen like, what y'all drinking? Grey Goose? Oh, I'll be back. He left, came back an hour later, out of uniform. He came in the house with a liter of Grey Goose and six Calypsos. And we sat at my mama's kitchen table and got sideways. Now, don't get me twisted. I've been in a lot of bars in Jackson with the police. But you're never going to kick it with them like that. Even off duty, you're never going to have that type of relationship. Yeah. So ever since then, I've always been. So then, like I said, I do security. So when I started doing security at Rouge Day, so I got to know more officers. You was doing you know, security at Rouge do, Day? Yes, okay, then. The football games and everything. You ain't know I'm a disrespectful one that comes through and snatch the little kids up. I don't discriminate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Little kids nowadays. You know, big shout, big, big shout out to, um, to Carl Smart and his family. Big shout out to Terry Crawford and his family, and big shout out to uh, Deborah Price. Miss Price, oh, rest yeah, in Ms. heaven. Price. She was a wonderful woman. Um, you know, she was from the community. She was for the community. And you know, these were officers. You know, whether they're still active, retired, or passed away, people who have you know a place in my heart forever. You know, I grew up as a young youth in River Rouge. I was a gang member. I sold weed. You know, I mean, the Drano raided my house, but. They always treated me decent. They always tried to teach me something. They always tried to educate me. They had my best interests at heart. You know, it wasn't always about kicking my ass and arresting me and catching me. You know what I'm saying? And and I really appreciate them treating me like a human being and genuinely having, you know, care and concern for me and my growth. And, and uh, you know, till this day, I still have so much love for them, you know? I heard about Miss Price my first my first year uh, working security mm-hmm. at Rouge Days, and it was heartbreaking because, like I said, don't get me wrong, for it to be right there is small. I seen the most craziest thing. I remember, like, there were so many kids that got lost in that little park because the parents were up in the beer tent. I met a couple that come to this bar to this day. I met them at Rouge Days because they had to come and find me. Because there was a little girl lost in the bathroom with her panties down crying. They opened the door in an accident. Wow. Seeing her crying. You t- I'm tell you, it took the mom an hour and a half to come and find her. I remember officers saying, like, man, if Miss Price was here, huh, 
she would have gave the lady 10 minutes and it would have been over with. Like, she doesn't play that about no kids. Damn. And I remember them saying that. So that kind of made me upset because you guys allowed this kid still to sit here for two and a half hours while his mom's in the beer tent getting drunk. She come out stumbling. And my first reaction may be who I am. I'm ready to put my hands on her. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer a security guard. Now I'm a parent. Now, bitch, I want to beat you up because yeah. that shit's crazy. <laughs> like, you got your little daughter out here that you tell me she's yeah. your six-year-old son. That other even sound. You know, it's some people that shouldn't have kids. You know what I'm Not saying? Some kids just aren't ready it's for parenthood. Or some, no some people raise their There's kids according to how they were raised. You I know what I'm saying? So they pass on that vicious that cycle. Hey, can I get a shot or another rum and coke, please? And thank you. I appreciate y'all. Hey, uh, hey before wait, you take a sip, another cheers to that. We have Mr. K's and Ripper Rouge, y'all. Come on and pull up, man. We got the best burgers, best waffle fries, and the best drinks in town. I ain't cooking, though. Uh-huh. And we got uh-huh. the El Nino podcast in this bitch. <laughs> Whitlit Music Entertainment. You better know it. We everywhere. You're never there. Shout out to my brother Zoe in the L.A. landscaping. They always doing their thing. They'll give your, your front yard and your backyard a haircut. Yes, you they will. And they get together quick, too. And <laughs> hey, no, they be out there quick. Like, hey. Yeah, no doubt about it. Oh shit. Find out. Damn, this whole time I'm sitting there running my mouth and didn't even know this shit wasn't live, man. That's crazy. We need two more shots. We're going to try this again. Yeah, but anyways, thanks to everybody sharing, subscribing, supporting everybody that's been buying my hoodies. Thank you. I appreciate you. Shout out to Guy's Pizza. Shout out to L.A. Landscaping. Big shout out to Mr. Case for letting us do our live podcast here. Amanda May, do her thing. Keep the drinks coming. Much love to you. So we got Kimborough here. She's sharing her story. She used to live in Jackson, grew up there, came here to River Rouge, built a life for herself, got family here. She's been thriving, doing good. She is a woman of many hats, and she will fire on your ass quick, so you got to talk easy. I don't discriminate. So, um... So what? What? Tell me about your personal life, relationship life. What's that like? Are you Are you in a relationship? Yes, I am. Okay. Like, how long uh, you been in this relationship, and how's uh, that been going for you? I've been with this guy. Well, we've been knowing each other for about four years. We've been together for the last two years. Okay. He's like one of the best. Like everybody loves Marcus. If you don't know Marcus, it's your fault. <laughs> it's just that simple. He's one of the best guys. I've had definitely a lot of different relationships, and I wouldn't trade him for the world. You know what, uh, man? Sure. That is so that's dope, sure. man, to be able to hear that. Because you know what, you know what man? At the end of the day, I don't care who you with, man or woman, you're going to have to put right. up with something. You're going to have something. to deal with something. something. Ain't nobody perfect. We ain't perfect. They ain't perfect. But, but, it's but what you got to put up with. It's a difference. But like, you, you got to, I mean? you know, you got to weigh out the scale. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said. Everybody has their flaws. It's not about they're having their flaws. Like I had a, when I was growing up, I actually believed that a lot of men cheat. Gonna have to grow up and learn that a lot of men don't cheat, but even mm-hmm. the ones that do cheat don't make them a bad person. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Everybody has their flaws. Don't mean. Let me ask you this, and I was and I was just thinking because scientifically, statistically, they say that this world there's four women to every one man. Never. You know, this is what they say. Okay, I get what you're so saying. So what I'm saying is, do you think that that contributes to men who are unfaithful, or do you think it's it's up to the man itself himself? I'm really like, I'm saying like this. Men and women both cheat. Okay. Only yeah, thing about yes. a woman is when she cheats, <clears throat> she cheats with emotions. A guy cheats with not a thought in the world. 
you can have a woman you love to death, and you can go meet a bitch tonight and have sex with her. It doesn't mean that bitch. You have no, you no thought about her. You're you're just thinking about busting your next nut and getting the fuck on. So there's two lessons, there and is, I there, there is what they always have. You ever been told don't ever let your man go hungry and horny? I've heard that. Don't ever let your man leave the house hungry and horny. And some, How do you feel about that? It doesn't matter. Men are going. Men are greedy. <laughs> Y'all are greedy. <laughs> So that's not really a statement that you can even use. You get what I'm saying? A man is, some men, there's never enough. You get what I'm saying? And then when the shit's too late, they all sit back looking crazy. Like, But like I said, don't get me wrong, females cheat too. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, it's a really an emotional thing. We're only cheating because the love and shit that we want at home is not there. So therefore, when we talk to this guy, it really is half the time, don't get me wrong, there's some bitches that go out there just to fuck. But 85% of the bitches about to go out there, this man has got something that attracted her to him and is worth cheating on this guy even though I know he'd have cheated on me a million times by loving to death but this guy right here mm-hmm. just showed me a little something different that I kind of like mm-hmm. so I'm going to fall that way I'm going to try dope. it out I I'm going to figure that. it out you know what I yeah. mean because you know it's worth saying? it it's, it's worth it for you because it's I'm worth it to be here. flexible it's worth it to compromise it's it's worth it to meet you in the middle it is it's you know definitely what? worth it but at the end of the day is it worth it because I, I know I got a, quite a few homeboys and they live single lives and you're like bro it's like it's really not all that you know what I'm saying Maybe it's for not. a minute it's cool because you get to explore a little bit, but I know, I know, I have a it's nice to have a foundation. Somebody you can come home, watch a movie with, throw a blanket on, it snack is. with, you know, smoke with, extent, chill. To what extent, though? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that do it just for the look, mm-hmm. just for the comfort of saying, hey, I'm going home to somebody. Yeah, you might throw a blanket on a nigga, but are you talking to the same guy you're throwing a blanket on? Yeah. You I mean, I tell saying? people so all the like, time, like, you always need to check in with yourselves because... People grow different. I, you know what I'm saying? And people have, people tend to outgrow no, relationships. I had a friend who just went through this. My friend was <clears> fucked <throat> up. And he's always been fucked up. He didn't know he was fucked up. And then when he, and when she decided to be fucked up, she just did her shit different than him. He was fucked up. She didn't know about it. But mm. you do your shit fucked up. So now she like, hmm. You know what I mean? I'm out mm. here. I'm fuck you. I'm out here doing me now. And then it's like we got this stereotype on people of color, black, Latino, whatever, that, See, you know, you we don't ra- we don't raise our kids. You can't say that. You can't say that. Don't you know? ever say that. Don't say, but I'm, say, I'm talking no, about a stereotype. No, no, right, I'm not no, saying no, that no, it's no, no, legit. No, 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 no. no, you can't even, don't even use the word stereotype. Because, you know, for a fact, we don't think like that. Fuck what the mm-hmm. next motherfucker thing. We know what it is. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? But we all, and that's we the truth. We is. know who like, we are and what we are. So sometimes we got to admit the truth. A lot of Mexican men, you know, they they, no they, they are violent, domestic I'm from, violence. I'm from Jackson. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, there's no different any other mm-hmm. race. Every race goes through their shit. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, there is so many white motherfuckers that got their whites at home right now beating the shit out of them. Don't want them to blink left. You look at this nigga wrong, it's going to be a problem. Same mm-hmm. with blacks. Like, it doesn't really, mm-hmm. there's really not. But I'm a, talking about the stereotype that they put on people. They put on because, you know what I'm because saying? we are, when shit They like, feel like Mexican and black men you know have kids you know and don't why? raise their kids. You know why? Or, because you know. when the shit goes on, we are the ones that are publicly put out there like that. Don't okay. get me wrong, as this is going on, it's still happening in the white community. Mm-hmm. They're just not putting it out there like that. It's mm-hmm. happening to everybody. Nobody is, every, like I said, like. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I know that. Trust me. We know that. You know we I mean? understand and that's what I'm that. So I don't like the stereotype shit, I don't let it fall off into my hands because, in my mind, because why would I fall into some shit I know? I know better. Like I said, I come from a, a predominantly white town. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I had white. Friends that were poor as shit, who parents did drugs. I had white friends who mom and dad got. I had it all. I seen it all. And, like and, a lot of and, my friends, I got more white friends probably than I have black friends. 
growing mm-hmm. up. You get what I'm saying? A lot of my black friends. And, and that's why I don't like that term when, when people make a blanket statement about white people. Right. I'm like, listen. When I see all that protesting, all that shit going on, I see just as many, if not okay. more, white people okay. out there fighting for our rights and our, you know, and all but that I'm stuff. So I I'm like, you people, can't never make a blanket I, statement and say white people are like this. Because like, everybody's not like that. I got like white people, I know for a fact, that a ride of death for me. If mm-hmm. something happened to me right now, I got three, what, what, I called my bitch right there behind the bar. I, I just had some shit the other day with the police. Vic Tavares, what's my, up, my boy? Shout out to the Tavares family. With the police. Police had just been surrounded. One tried to dare just want to talk to my brother. I wasn't going to talk. I locked the door. Amanda pulled up like, him the what? No. And no, no, and no. <laughs> fuck is you talking about? <laughs> Y'all better get the fuck yeah, on. But man. even if I would have came in, my bitch would have got me out. Like she said, but you would have did an hour in there. You know, it's, it's, it's all about the heart, man. It's all about humanity. Everybody. Everybody is capable. I don't care where you're from, what race, religion, or walk of life you're from. You have the capability of doing right, and you have the you have the capability of doing wrong. It's what you choose to do. It's what you cultivate in yourself. It's what's in your heart. You can't even say choose to do. That sometimes people they say treat people the way you want to be treated. Some people don't mind being treated like shit. They don't. You know what I'm saying? I might have a higher moral standard than you do. It ain't about being treated about shit. It's like a lot of people. I've learned coming up. I know a lot of people that got treated like shit, not because they weren't shit. I know a lot of motherfuckers that. Had money, had something, and they'll be in the house with another motherfucker that got some money and allow them to disrespect them. But just for them to be in that circle, they'll allow it. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? But he don't got nothing less or more than you got. But you allow him to disrespect him because you think this circle is something, and you'll, you'll rather take the disrespect and be a part of this circle. That sounds crazy. Like, ain't no How do way. you feel about a woman that makes more money in a household than the man? And we got a hotline number, so if you guys got any questions or some input or some opinions, Meaning call the number, call in. We're here to talk to you. Meaning how? Like, I don't... I don't I'm just saying, like, I'm sometimes... In, if, if I'm in a relationship that... Any relationship I've ever been in, that's never been an issue. Never been an issue. Like, the nigga, like I said, Marcus, Marcus has been doing the same job for 13 and a half years. He's been a garbage man. My man makes great money. He takes great care of me. But at the hmm. same time, we don't count each other's money. Cause when he had to take a layoff, he took a layoff. Okay, cool. Well, mm-hmm. I'm, at, I'm at the bag. I'm going to be at the bag regardless. He's going to be at the bag regardless. Our money, mm-hmm. our finances is never, or oh, you did this, it's never a thing. Don't get me wrong. It's a relationship where people feel like my money is my money, your money is your money. No, we get together, we can figure out what to do. And mm-hmm. that's cool. Why that works for a lot of people. But if I'm in a household with you, I mean, our money is our money. If I throw this money on the table, it's just money on the table. When you grab mm-hmm. this money, if you need it, I'm not going to question what you got it for. I know it's gone for a reason. <clears throat> I know it's for a reason. I know, even if it's not for a reason, I know who got it. It's never a, why you take that or what the fuck you got. Like, you know what no I've always thing. had a hard time with? I mean, I've always had, and I still to this day, is valuing money. The way that people value money. Now, I understand that it is important, but I'm looking at it like this shit is nothing but paper. I can't, this the thing, I can't love nothing that don't love me back. You know what I'm saying? I want to feel irreplaceable. The whole thing about this is you can never feel irreplaceable to somebody or anything if the reason they came to you was for a reason. So if it was money, the reason they came to you, 
Mm-hmm. They'll never feel like that about you, mm-hmm. even if you don't got it or not. It's not even about your replacement. Like you get, don't get me wrong. There's people that don't care what you got. I know a million people don't care what you got. They don't care if you have a dime in your pocket. Da, da, da. We're gonna build this stuff together. But don't get me wrong. I've seen people that build it together, and then when they get to the top, the one other person, like, hey, I don't need you no more. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did what you did for me. So that'd be a lot of people standoffish. If I help this motherfucker get up here, are you gonna leave me when you get up there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know but you need to know that about a person. You know what I'm saying? No, you can, but you the whole thing about this, money will change a motherfucker. It does. I mean, yeah, Everybody you think you love like this, it could be like this. If a certain amount of money comes in play, you have to question the judgment. Listen, my stepdad always change. told me, he said, if you ever want to know any who your friends okay. are, put some money put on some the money. table. Okay. Or tell change. them no. You know, I'm always one of them people. Sure. Oh, thank you, brother. Excuse me, can I get a shout, shout out, out to Ron? That Ron I got the- this nigga get a drink. Can I have a shot, please, Sir Jameson? Good rum and coke, you. baby. Good rum and coke. Damn. You better know it. Salute. I'm gonna wait on you. You're watching my Mr. K's, boy. I'm telling you. Mr. K's line, man. You gotta come here. If you ain't been here, man, show up and show out. If you it's come lying. here, you ain't leaving how you came. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. But you know what, man? I think it's awesome when you got a man and woman. You know who can who can manage to live with each other and build a life together. But you know what's so you know crazy what I mean? is that I had a conversation with my uncle the other day. My well, he's not my uncle; he's my boyfriend. My uncle. His family's my family. It's your so it's my uncle. It is what it is. It's all the same. We had a conversation about that. He was like, you know, if I ever settle down, I want to settle down. But he's so content with being. He said, I want to live in one household, and my wife lives in another. And I said, well, he said, I don't want nobody in my space. And I said, well, damn, how can you be with somebody and you not want to wake up to them every day? And he's like, they can come and stay tonight, mm-hmm. but this, this can't be an everyday thing. I want them to still have their own. I have my own. But we're married. We still do married things together. We're still doing our shit. But I knew a couple that was that, like that. They were married, and they each had their own house. That's crazy. Lives. I, I didn't understand it at I, the time, I but that. I respect it because sometimes that's what works for them. That's what works for them. He said it's a dating experience. He like, it feel like they're dating. I don't mm-hmm. want to feel like I'm dating because I'm dating, nigga. Mm-hmm. I'm dating. Nigga, I'm in a relationship, a relationship. I'm married. I'm fucking married. I just, you know how you refresh Facebook and you refresh? Thank you. Okay, then, baby. Thanks, I got my baby. beautiful little white boy. Right, come on, boy. Slap you on your butt like one time, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Ain't Sorry nothing wrong with it. I ain't breaking no laws. That's right. mine. That's you his. You hear me? That's his. Jose Del Valle. That's his. He touched that. That's that nigga his. know all the policy <laughs> and procedures around this mug. Shut your ass, boy. <laughs> DJ Pup in the house. What's up with you, boy? But yeah, man, it's just, uh, you know, I, I just feel like it just requires so much from both parties. You it know does. what I'm saying? Trust. You know, trust. And then not only that, but the baggage that people bring into a relationship from their past relationship. So everything that you was on prior to this, sometimes and you apply it. And sometimes, you know how they do. say, you make other people pay for, you know, for the sins mistakes. of others. You, you know do. what I'm saying? But the whole thing about that is that's where you have to come in from your relationship. You Salute. Yeah. My boyfriend, when I first got with him, he had a little bitch. <laughs> Didn't matter to me because when I first met him, he lived by himself. She had her own place. Mm-hmm. So I know he had a girlfriend. No, he finally told me. So he you did. didn't take it that serious because you figured well. Right, because that, but when I first found out he had a girlfriend, he told me, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Now that was my choice to continue to deal with this man. And you did, you and big I old did. freak. Look and at I you, you big old and freak. I, I know. I won. I won. Rock and roll the world. For him, zero for her. <laughs> 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 
But no, like, you know what I mean? But at the same time, when me going through that, it was like, yeah, he had a girlfriend. He had his own place. But this guy had thousands, he had like three, four different bitches. I literally had bitches knocking on his door. His brother let bitches in. Like, they mm-hmm. to the point where they didn't even know who I was because they never met his girlfriend. They're looking at me like, are you the girlfriend? No, bitch, I'm side bitch too. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, bitch, we about to fight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, but, like I said, he is, he's not a bad guy. You know, I went through that. He's not like I. Well, I mean, I guess the thing about it is that he was honest. He was. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm living. You could either engage or not engage. You know why? He was only living like that because she didn't know how to treat a motherfucker. So then when I came in, I treated him like he was supposed to be treated. Everybody got cut off, and that's why he's mine now. But you had him for five years. You didn't know how to treat him. So I came in, I treated him like a nigga who goes to work every fucking day, which that's what he did. Mm-hmm. He has no kid. He has a stepkid he takes great care of, mm-hmm. which is cool. It's not his kid, but you're in a relationship where you raised him. So you va- you seen something, value something yes. in him that the other person and I, didn't and she see. Didn't. She was just all about mm-hmm. the check. Cause she knew he made good money, and he was a very kind. He's a very kind of person. Everybody knows, him, like I said. Because any nice. man that work hard, that's in a relationship, whether you married or dating, you want to come home, you want to get your feet rubbed, a massage, you, you want a meal, some, you want somebody who yes. give you a kiss when you walk in the door, right. show you love. Well, at the you know same what I'm time, saying? You, you feel comfortable. It, you guys want it. I can get down but, in my drawers on, and I just get chill. That. You guys want it, but you also got to give a motherfucker something to do to want to give that to you. Don't want some shit, and you ain't gave me nothing to want to do that to you. Cause mm-hmm. I had a million motherfuckers that didn't work, but you ain't done shit for me to want to come home and rub your feet. And yeah, you sound crazy, nigga. <laughs> fuck have you done for me lately? The fuck? <laughs> hey, hey, I come home. Nuts. Hey, I like, come home. No. I'll be like, babe, I want my back rubbed. She be hey, like, me too. Me too. She like, I want my. I like, said, that sounds crazy, but I get it. Like, playing. as long as you're doing your part. Then I, there's no question about the PG-13. I'm so sorry, sir. I forgot where we were at. Uh, let me turn back on the white camp. <laughs> I apologize. But like, it all depends on Let's you. Let's go. <laughs> but like I said, it all depends. Like I said, don't get me wrong. He definitely gave me what I want as far as, like I said, you're on the side, nigga, you're on the side edge, to where we are now. And mm-hmm. it's not a question. Like, he takes great care of me. So I take great care of him. You want for nothing. And I want for nothing. Like I said, my sister never just laughing her day. We riding. We was in Memphis. We went to Memphis. Memphis. What was it like out there? Three six mafia. Hey, That's my, my niece just turned around. How was Memphis, baby? Mm-hmm. I was drunk. I don't know. We were drunk all five days. <laughs> and I'm at this how lit we were. We drunk a fifth right before we left. I'm not even gonna talk about looking. We drunk before that. Mm-hmm. We were about to leave out, and so we drunk. we got a fifth patrol. And we killed it. We went to the Martin Luther King site. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about some people sobering up, sobered all the way up. I bet that was powerful, that shit huh? Was so powerful, I no, bet. The, no, you know what was so powerful? Was the lady that was across the street. She was the last person to ever work in the Lorraine Hotel. She'd been protesting across the street for 33 years. Wow. She wow, said that's powerful. after Martin Luther King got killed, two months later they sold it. A white and a Jew owns the fucking Merle the King Museum. Wow, that's crazy. Like she said, let's be honest, he got killed talking about minimum wage, trying to get, make jobs for people. What they need to do is take his little part out and put it in a museum, build this, and let some people get some jobs here. Mm-hmm. Where it's at, it's in the hood. Mm-hmm. Put some jobs here. Do what he was fighting for. Yeah, you got absolutely. this white and Jew selling Fulfill t- his purpose. Like you said, you got this white and Jew in here selling t shirts. It's not going nowhere. It's towards nothing in their community. Yeah. Nothing matters. She stays across the street. She's been there for 33 years. And her story, like, me and my brother-in-law went over there, and it was, like, that right there, like, it literally broke me down. Like, damn, like, that shit. You know who who is very powerful to me? 
is uh, Minister Farrakhan. That brother, every time he speaks, you feel it. I, I, I'm with him. I'm with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, just on humanitarian intelligence, you know what I'm saying? Just, but, it's, it, but at the same time, is that I get that you feel him, but now it's like we're in this world where it's 2021. Who's gonna feel us? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. He's not here to speak for us. They feeling us now, though. Right here on this El Nino podcast, they feeling us. Somebody gotta feel us now. Like, shit, don't get me wrong, shit changes a little bit here and there. Man, listen. And don't get me wrong, I'm glad I'm in a community where we don't have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Let's deal with that racist shit, thank goodness. But. I'm just saying, like, you gotta think. I was gone for 17 years. Right. That's, that's right. damn near two and decades. So me. when I came home. And I'm looking at society today and its new standards and what's accepted. Like, I'm gonna be honest with you though. You know, be, people who from were gay, like people you, who were gay. But, but from what I know about you, mm-hmm. just for me and your brother here, I used to talk to you on the phone. You didn't know who I was. I used to yell to the phone. You used to call it your brother. Yeah. Like who they? Every time I called, he was right up he here, at Mr. K. And the one I think I'm honestly tell you, bro, I hate to say it, but if you weren't locked up, how the shit was going, you probably would have been in more fuck shit. It probably been oh, more yeah, shit that happened, more crazy absolutely. shit that you wouldn't have been able to get out of. You Listen, I saying? grew like, so much in prison. Right. And you went at the right time for a reason. Everything happened for a and reason. And it didn't happen overnight. It was hard. The first 12 years, right. you know, I was a product of my environment because I felt yeah. like this is my home. Right. This is where I got to be. Respect is number one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But by all, by all means necessary. The thing is, I started to educate myself and I outgrew the environment. I outgrew prison. This right here is a dangerous motherfucker. What? People don't know. What? The right mind. The mind is, is power. Be ye but transformed by the reality. Of you, your mind. you gotta watch who you use it by because the wrong person will kill you about it. Mm-hmm. But see, this is the thing about that. And you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely you right. You're absolutely you right. You gotta watch you use that by because I'm but telling you. I'll say people this. People hate a smart person. You thinking? Yeah. Well, you know something you think I don't know? That mm-hmm. sounds crazy. Nobody wants to know that. You're mm-hmm. a Mexican. Nobody wants to know what you know. But see, what gives me that balance is God. Because I accept life as it comes. Because I feel like, like it was written that way. You know what I'm saying? Everything is written that way. If I was to die tomorrow, I would die a happy man. It doesn't mean the outside people looking and believing that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, like a lot of people, you believe it or not, they mad that you sitting right here and have a podcast and doing 16 years. Mm -hmm. They hate it. But for but for every one person, for every one person that's not for me, there's ten people who are behind me that support me, who applaud me, people who pray for me. I want all my family and friends to know, past, present. That all your prayers, God has answered. He has heard them because they are taking place daily in my life. But as you as my brother, I just want you to watch your back. Still, I hate to say it, but it's a mm-hmm. crazy world out here. Oh you're yeah, doing, absolutely. You're, you're, you came home and did what you wanted to do. You're doing shit a lot of people know about. As long as you've been out, the average motherfucker would have been back in. I hate to say it, but they yeah, would have. No, they absolutely. Been back in right now, and I, and I think a lot saying? of my family were very they skeptical been, of me. Yeah, like, and and you know they, they know watched me to they, see they know the how I was going to adapt. They knew the young you, so I yeah. get that. I get that. Yeah. And a lot of knew. I knew a lot of people. My, my, I watched my cousins, and I know a lot of young ones. But at the same time, they definitely fell into that trade, and you went right back. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So don't get me wrong. You got people who didn't like you before you, before you left. Yeah. You see it when you're out. Mm-hmm. They definitely don't want to see what you're doing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> no I, doubt I about it. Think about that. Yeah, and, and you know it's just uh, you know it's I'm like you know, I'm doing all pop ups from now on. Y'all gonna be like, who is she? 
That's Kim Burrow, baby. You better know the name. You hear me? This this might be the first time, but it ain't the last time. I'll tell you that. We about to take it all over the place. Ain't no doubt about it, man. Hey, big shout out to to to, to Kenny. Big shout out to my man Devin. They supported me, showed me love. They yes, bought they hoodies. Did. Everybody that was in here showing me love. Thank you so much. I appreciate the love and support. You know what I'm saying? I know some people look at it like, man, forty dollars a hoodie, man. What the and hell? Got, like, y'all, y'all don't understand that you supporting me, man. I can't you know wait. what I'm saying? I got I much wait. love. You know, you I supporting support my, my cause. And I do. Cloud about $120 pair of rocks. What you talking about? <laughs> Listen, if you, you have need? never been to Mr. K's in River Rouge, man, show come. up and show out because it's fun here. Get you a game of pool, get you a good drink, you can get you and a get good meal, and get you a good vibe. <laughs> Bart, follow me. I don't know where you at, Bart. But Big yeah, Lazarus. Where's Lazarus? That's why I get him. Raise you from the dead, boy. <laughs> hey, no, so listen, I tell me something. What, let me tell me the pros and cons about being. You know, like a bartender here at Mr. K's. Like, what's it like? Like, I know okay. you got your highs, your lows. You got the weekdays. You got the weekends. I, truthfully, I'm just like this. Mr. K's is this. Mr. K's is what you're making. Don't get me wrong. I came in here. I love people. I love people. I, I love tell people. people life is what you make it. Is. But you saying Mr. K's, Mr. K's, Mr. K's, Mr. K's got a life of Mr. its own. Mr. K's, it does. But at the same time, you will come in here and you'll meet the most craziest people. The most disrespectful, and a lot of times it be a liquor. I've been in here where I've been to an altercation with somebody. The next day they be like, they look at me, I look at them, like I know you're drunk. I've been drunk a million times. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So yeah. I get that. You know what I mean? So they like let's squash it. But being here, it's like a, it's crazy, but it's a family. It's nuts, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a family. Like, how do you deal with life. people who are intoxicated? You know, inebriated. <laughs> I mean, how, you know, me. <laughs> okay, I don't. I, I'm putting you out. I'm letting you know right now. You're getting the fuck out. It's gonna be so disrespectful. Only if you're disrespectful. Don't get me wrong. I've been dealt with drunk people who didn't know nothing. And Amanda, me and man, Amanda, one thing. Man, Amanda will lock this mug up and drive you home. Have you had? Oh yeah, definitely. She'll drive you yes, home. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, Have you had more altercations with drunk men or drunk women? Drunk men. Drunk men. Yes. Okay. Drunk men here. I got a lot of other customers. I just got my. Two, two weeks ago, I just got my tires stabbed out by a 60-year-old man that I got into an argument here. He stabbed my tires out. I'm still looking for him. Don't worry about it. I got him. You ain't got to worry about it. Let him live. Let him <laughs> no. live, Kim. He stabbed what? my tire out, bro. <laughs> I was at the gas station trying to fill that bitch up. I was a 75 cent on this nigga, man. Why, you know do, you, I mean? why do you think... Why do you think you've had more situ- uh, situations with men than women? Because are they I'm, demanding? No, it's what have they the, been about? Like, what are the it, issues? They're very disrespectful. And don't get me wrong, I've learned that a lot of people around here in Rouge are very calm and collect, far as the female wise. A lot of people don't like, but like, like one thing about Amanda, she owns a bar, so she can't be a certain way. I've had a lot of guys talk to her, say crazy things to her, and she can't respond because this is her bar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But this ain't my bar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you're not. <laughs> so you to, respond for you're her. You're not about to talk to her like that, and we'll tear this bitch up. But we're not gonna do that. So sorry. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, he got the lights in our I face. Know, he right? keep throwing up time, so man. Yeah. Two minutes, I guess we got to cut the show. <laughs> <laughs> you should have made this a two-hour special, nigga. The fuck? 
I know, right? It, it I ain't all shit. good. Welcome you to got, River Rouge, oh, baby. On. Welcome the to Mr. K. Now you got drunk, Kim. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> so what's the future looking like for you? Like, what is it that you want to do? I'm about you to know? buy a house out here in Rouge. What? Oh, man, that's dope. And Congratulations. I'm doing what I do. Like, I kick it with my people. I like it here. It's cool, calm, and collect. I like being chill. I don't, I don't ask for a lot in life. I just want to wake up every morning. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Shout and out to the Sabudas, man, and shout out to tr- my man Troy Sabudas. Newman, man. Sabudas? What? The them Sabudas? niggas? Not them my guys. What? I fuck with them guys. Yeah, holla at my dogs, <laughs> oh man. Keith and Kevin Sabuda, them. holla at my man Troy Newman. They'll get you together. They sure will. So you're getting a house out here. I'm going to get a house out here. Like I said, my family, my son likes it out here. My son. Don't get me wrong, like I Does said. Does he go to school in Roots? He goes, yeah, he's a Panther. Woo, Riverside Panther, Roots Panther. My son's ROTC. My son walking with, you know, my son is Marcy every day. He led the crowd when I did the national anthem on the field for their homecoming game. For baby. real? He's definitely not me. Because I don't know where he came from because he's so nice. So you guys better be meet him. Well, he's I, a reflection of you. Nah, because so. I ain't with the shit. He be with the shit a little bit. Because sometimes we know better and don't show better. You hear me? I'm trying to be a better me, though. <laughs> I really am. I tried to tell you that earlier. I'm not really crazy. Everybody think I'm crazy. I'm really nice. I love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Jackie Moon, you know? Shit. Ain't no doubt about it. There. I don't know. Listen. Listen. I don't like him. You need to find another person that's going to handle your podcast. He is so rude. Jeez. Like, Listen, shout out to L.A. Landscaping, no, Guy's bro. Pizza, Legendary Barber Lounge, Mr. K's. Shout out to my man, Dwayne Taylor. He got a fight coming up in November. What's Buy your God, tickets. Watch him at the casino. He's going to do his, his thing. Get his second win. Much love huh? to you, bro. You and uh, this is the Real Everyday People, Jose, El Nino Podcast. This is Kim Burrow. And we appreciate man. y'all. Nigga, that nigga's going to Make Much sure love for tuning in and tune in next Monday at 9 p.m. and we're going to be live because we're about to get live here at Mr. K's. Much love to y'all, man. Stay up. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.